Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting live via KJC Radio, live on blog blog talk radio. You can catch all of our episodes on um, iTunes, SoundCloud, a whole bunch of um, down uh, anywhere you can download podcasts from. But um, you know that's pretty much how you can uh get a hold of us um as i said last week we are uh branching out with the uh with with the the KJC um radio ventures so it's a very interesting time for 
us here, and we're very excited to bring you all all the college football talk and all all the happenings that are going on um, in in the world in 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 this world right now. Um, one of the things that um, you know, obviously, we're excited because the bowl week, the bowl season is now the bowl season is now completely over. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about there. We've got, uh, obviously the playoff games, um, happened. So, um, we've got a lot to break down there and we've got a national championship coming up on Monday. So we've got a lot of big games. We've got a lot of big games to talk about, a lot of big things. We also had some breaking news. Um, we've, we've had a few breaking news breaking news in the coaching world, which I know we'll get to. Um, So, you know, we've got a lot to do. And, of course, uh, if you want to get in touch with the show and you want to talk and you want to talk, you want to say your piece, get your voice out there, our phone number is 516-418-5573. Again, that's 516-418-5573. Five five seven three. If you want to be part of the show, and one of the things that I set up um, when I sent out the the Facebook messaging with this is, I want to get a feel for what uh, what everybody's thinking out there about as far as the national championship is concerned. We'll we'll deal with that right now. Um, obviously, Georgia uh, Georgia beat Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl in a great Rose Bowl game. We'll dive. We'll dive head first into it um, a lot more later in the show and break that down. But George, but like I said, Georgia came out on top in the Rose Bowl, and we and in the nightcap, Alabama was able to defeat Clemson, and so we've got an all SEC um, matchup for the national championship. So what I want people to do is. I want I sent out a a Facebook request of anybody who is anybody anybody just pick a team and I want to see I want to see who people are picking whether you know college football or not. College football knowledge is not required for this for this poll that we're going to do and you know we'll we'll take some time here on the uh, to get into them, you know, maybe um maybe um you know, next week, next week, not only will we break down the game, but we'll also break down how everybody's feeling about, um, we'll, we'll let everybody know the results of our poll as to what people were picking. As of right now, it is very, very one-sided as far as what people are thinking, and it, that's an interesting point to break down, but we will see how people, see if people call in, call into the show. We'll try to get their opinions. We're gonna hope. We're gonna hope that we can get into some um, some college football discussion. My co-host Walrus has said he would call in, but I know it is. It, it, I, I probably used the wrong words of it's of it's heating up because it is not heating up here in Connecticut. It is extremely cold out, so I do not blame anybody for not wanting to leave the confines of their house 
Um, so I do not blame Walrus for not wanting to be here. Hopefully, hopefully he can find his phone and uh, call in and give us some, you know, give us some of his opinions before the national championship game. Um, because that, uh, you know, I always like to hear other people's opinions. Other, I know what my opinion is. I like, I like to hear other people's and go from there. So, um, what I want to do since I'm running the show here, I'm going to start with the best thing from, from the entire bowl season and it actually just happened today, the best thing, my best thing. I woke up, and there was a headline sent to me, UCF plans, uh, plans to throw a, a national championship pride parade for going 13-0 and and being the only undefeated team in college football. I think that's fantastic. Um, I listened to... I listened to Paul Feinbaum today and just absolutely go nuts on UCF. Oh, why are they celebrating this? Why are they cheapening the national? You know why, Paul? I'll tell Paul and Mr. Feinbaum why they are cheapening the – I mean, to me, they're not cheapening anything. But I'm going to use Paul Feinbaum. He thinks it's cheapening the the national championship – championship game. Why are they doing that? I'll tell you why. Because they were left out. They were left out of the out the committee said, "Oh, you're 13, you're 12 and 0. Well, that's not good enough." Okay. Well, then guess what? They went out, they beat Auburn. Guess what? Auburn beat Georgia and Alabama. So so Central Florida beat them. But apparently they're not good enough. They're not good enough to be mentioned. They're not good enough to be talked about. They should just take it and say, we're 13-0, and 0 and we should be happy, and we should just sit in the corner. No, no. They're doing the right thing. UCF is putting everybody on blast by saying, we're throwing a party. We went undefeated. You didn't let us in your party, so we're going to have our own party and we're going to claim ourselves as national champions, and they have every right to do that. They have every right to do that. They have every right to say, no one beat us. No one took the championship from us. They just, the NCAA just didn't give us one because we beat everybody. So UCF throwing their own party, more power to them. I would love to see what that's like. I hope they televised it. I hope, I hope. We uh, we get to see a lot of this stuff going on because that's what that's what UCF needed to do. They needed to rub it in everybody's face that hey, you said everybody said oh you better watch out. Even even the great Paul Feinbaum who I mentioned before said when when UCF's running back said said well we have they have SEC speed they haven't seen speed like us so. Paul Feinbaum said, oh, you're going to find out, son. Auburn's got enough speed of their own. Well, obviously, Auburn did not have enough speed. And I don't want to hear the excuse of Auburn didn't really want to play that game. Well, guess what? Auburn got beat, and that's why they're not. It's not like they got excluded. They got beat, 
That's why they ended up in the Peach Bowl and not in the college football playoff. So I don't want to hear the excuse of, well, Auburn obviously wasn't ready, but UCF was. Well, guess what? UCF went out, showed why they are a good team. Um, their Shaquem Griffin was a dominant player. He dominated the field. He dominated everything. So I would say that I would say that they proved that they belong in the discussion. And where they play out at the end of the year, that will be an interesting thing. I I think right now, the way that this is going to play out is UCF is going to be the number two team in the country. And I would put them there. I, I don't know of anybody, I don't know of anybody else that is going to supplant them. Maybe... Maybe Ohio State, maybe George, maybe maybe the loser of the national of the national championship game is at number two. But I, I, you could probably make arguments for those teams. But I would say the, I would say UCF is the number two team in the country, and they should celebrate an undefeated season. They an undefeated season is hard. So I hear Paul Feinbaum excoriate them. Then I go to watch College Football Live, and all the, all three analysts on College Football Live, oh, the UCF should not be doing this. They're better than this. They should show that they're better. How do they how do they show that they're better? This is what ESPN wants them to do. ESPN wants UCF to just go home, get out of the way and not be involved in whatever it is that th- that's going on. They do not want a small market team to crash the party. That's that's what ESPN wants. That's that's why anything that UCF does is not good enough. They just want UCF to accept that they're 13 and 0 and go away. They don't want to they don't want to discuss how how good that team is. They don't want to discuss how how thirteen and zero is got excluded from the playoff in a, in an era where we're supposed to be saying, all right, we have more teams in, we're allowing more teams in, but we're only allowing teams that we deem are are acceptable, not teams that that earn it during the season. We only want teams that are going to give us those huge ratings, those huge games. That's that's what ESPN is is telling you when they're when every analyst is saying UCF needs to stop. They need to just take their ball and go home. And oh, they're no, that's not what people do. When people have a year like they did, they're allowed to celebrate it no matter what they do. I don't care. I don't care. I want a UCF. I want a UCF national championship. If somebody can get me one of those, and I, I might have, a, I might have an inside, I might have a, a, I might have somebody inside on the inside. I might have to contact my my source inside UCF, and I might have to try to get me one of the, get one of those shirts. Um, I, I I just I just remembered this that I do have an inside source, so I'll have I'll have to get them I'll have to get them on it and have them send me up 
one of those shirts, and I'll definitely post it. And by the way, speaking of posting, um, hold on a minute. I think. Yeah, it did. All right. So there might be people calling in. I won't know because my tablet decided it doesn't want to work anymore. So I got to restart my tablet. So if you're on, if you're holding on the line, uh, hopefully they're playing this over the line, and hopefully um, you can, hopefully you can hear my voice, and hopefully you can hear that I'm restarting the tablet so that I can actually get you on the air. But anyway, what's happening is, um, yeah. So. I'm, I, I want to get one of those shirts. And tomorrow will be a big day. Tomorrow, I'm going to reopen the Facebook page. I've been, I've been uh, doing some work on it, unfortunately. Unfortunately, this is my, this is my side gig. Um, you know, we, we, don't, we don't get paid for doing this. We kind of do, we just do it. We just do it. We do it because we like to. And we think it's fun. And we hope you guys think it's fun. That's that's why we do this. So my other job has been asking me to pick up more hours, so I did that. So I haven't really had time to sit down and get into the Facebook page and get get the new Facebook page up. But tomorrow, that is my goal for tomorrow, is to work on the Facebook page um, and get that up and running. It'll be it'll be the fifth down college football show. It'll still be the same. It'll be the same as the old page. We just had to take off all the old station stuff. We got to put up new station stuff um, and get ourselves out there that way. And that so that will be available tomorrow. So and like I said, if I can get a hold of one of those championship shirts, I will definitely definitely post pictures. On the, um, I will definitely post pictures on the webpage. So I definitely want to want to get that. I definitely want to get that going. So, um, and I'll see how much they are. I'll see how much they are and see how many I can get. If I can get a bunch of them, you know, maybe we'll do some. Um, maybe we'll do some raffles. Maybe we'll do some some different things that um, that will help us out. So, okay. Um, all right. I restarted the tablet. Now I'm looking at what what it's trying to do here. So let's see if it reconnected. Nope. All right. That's why. All right. Hang with me, folks. The studio is not accepting me right now. So, uh, we got to do this. Let's refresh. Now, this is what happens when, when you use technology, you know. Sometimes sometimes it doesn't work for us. And we're back in, we're back in the studio, and I hope nobody was waiting. And now, now I have the countdown, and everything is going good. So, anyway... So that's the that's the big story. That's the big story that's going on is that UCF is undefeated. That was my best of 
the bowl season is that UCF finished undefeated and they capped it off by wanting to throw a parade. I think that's amazing. I think that's the greatest thing of all time. I heard people slamming the athletic director. The athletic director has said the greatest things. He has said, we're doing this. We're doing it for our kids because our kids worked, worked hard. They achieved something that nobody else will achieve. So, And they want to showcase it. And they should showcase it. They should. That's exactly what they should do. That's what a university should do. They should celebrate their college athletes. The athletes sacrifice so much for the school, and this is a chance for the school to showcase the kids and do all their good stuff. So more power to them. Now I want to get into some of the low points of the bowl season. And my God, we talk about we talk about the Power Five conferences. You can throw that out the window. There's not a power. There's no longer a Power Five conference. There's no longer Power Five conferences. It's more like the Power Two, the one, the 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 hanging hanging on by a thread, and the hanging on by a threads. And there's one conference that is just absolute an absolute dumpster fire. Um, we te- we tend to use that, but the Pac-12 absolutely in the dumpster as far as as far as what their program is. I mean, they went one and seven in the bowl games. One and seven, and the seven were awful, awful. Let's just go through it. Penn State, Penn State put a whooping, a whooping on Washington. All right? Washington was supposed to be one of the better teams in the Pac-12. They they went up against up against the Penn State team and they got housed. They they looked outclassed, outmatched. That's why I say they're. I. I. That's why I say it's a huge situation, right? Then let's go to Friday night. Friday night, USC looked like an absolute disaster against Ohio State. That was a terrible game. Terrible game by USC. Terrible output. Oh, and again, outclassed, outmatched. Ohio State looked like the bigger team. They looked. They looked bigger, faster, stronger, smarter. Any. Adjective you want to describe Ohio State, that's what you got. Okay, that's what Ohio State did to USC. Okay, so let's go there. All right, let's go to the next one Michigan State against Washington State, another Pac 12 Big Ten matchup, and Michigan State just absolutely housed Washington State. So That's where we go there. Then you got the NC State against Arizona State in the Sun Bowl. NC State housed Arizona State. This is—it's not like these—it's not like they were losing close games. It's not like the Pac-12 was losing was losing close. 
They were getting absolutely destroyed. All right. Now let's continue on. Kansas State over UCLA in the Cactus Bowl. And, yes, that was a close game. It was a, you know, it it was close for a while, and UCLA had a lead for a while. But, again, you can't lose that game. You just can't. It's not, it's just, just that that's not, when you're when you're considered to be a power five school, you can't do that. Um, you had Arizona and Purdue, and I've got I've got I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the. I'm gonna go to the. I'm gonna go to stats and info here to get some of these games. I mean, this is just. I, I, I'm I'm going through this here, and I'm just saying. I'm just trying to figure this out. What? So that one won't give it. All right, that one won't give it to me. So I gotta go. I got. I, I gotta go back to the other stats. Here we go. Bear with me. I'm. I'm getting my stats. My stats and info guys have to. Uh, Have to give me some help here, so we're gonna we're gonna try and try and get try and get that up. I'm gonna try and get it up. All these games that the big that the Pac-12 was in in bowl season, they looked absolutely pathetic. And the only one that actually played looked good was Utah. They were the only team that actually looked like a bowl team. So. That actually looked decent, and and they had to beat, you know, one of the fourth rung, uh, teams in in the Big Twelve. I mean, that's that's your bell cow win, was over West Virginia, who didn't have Will Greer playing, didn't have, um, didn't didn't have a lot a lot of that going on. So I mean, what do you what do you so. So that's why I say the Pac-12 does not look that good. It doesn't look very good at this, at this point um, going forward. Now let's go up. I, the Big 12. The the Big 12 is another. Um, Big 12, it, it, it was exposed a little bit for what it was. And, um, you know, they they really needed Oklahoma to beat Georgia. They really needed that. And I want to say, I want to say the Big Twelve, Big Twelve didn't didn't really kill themselves. They just didn't help themselves. They're kind of stuck in that. Yeah, we got some good teams. We have some very crappy teams, but we and and they and they have some okay, okay teams. Not, I mean, but but their big dogs are not going to be able to on par with the big dogs from the other conferences. So, so that's where the Big Twelve, the ACC is kind of the same way. I mean, they, they do have two out of the last four national champions, so you get you got to give that to them. But I mean, other than that, when you look at their bowl, when you look at the, their bowl games, they weren't exactly great bowl games. They weren't exactly great teams. You weren't exactly excited for what you were seeing. So. 
Um, so there's that. So I, I'm just trying to bring up all the Pac-12 right now. All right. Let's go to the Pac-12 bowl game. Here we go. Here we go. It, we, we said this last time. Oregon, Oregon got slapped down by Boise State, and it wasn't even close. We talked about Utah already. Slapped around U- UCLA. Purdue beat Arizona, and we'll get into Arizona in a little bit. There's, there's a serving story out of Arizona, and I just want to touch on it later. I don't want to go dive into it because I have not gotten into it. I haven't gone after the scary details yet. But we'll we'll deal with Arizona in a minute. Anyway, Michigan State beat Washington State forty-two to seventeen. I mean, come on, that's crazy. TCU Stanford. We talked about this. We talked about this. I think last week. Um, this was a a great game, and TCU was able to get come back. But again, another Pac-12 team falling to a Big Twelve team. You got. NC, yeah, NC State whooping up on Arizona, 52-31. to 31. And you got the bell cow games, Penn State 35-28. But it, it didn't even seem like it was that close. Um, when you watched the, uh, the Fiesta Bowl, Penn State just looked like they outclassed them a lot. And, um, and of course, Ohio State 24-7 to 7 over USC. But USC looked totally unmatched. And totally, totally outclassed. So, the Pac-12 is in a bit of hurt after this bowl season. Let's go to the ACC. Let's go to the ACC. You had Lamar Jackson and Louisville. uh, Complete meltdown. Complete meltdown against um, Mississippi State towards the end of that game. Um... Let's just go through. Uh, Virginia got absolutely housed by Navy, and uh, I want to say, uh, I want to say to my buddy uh, Mike Judge, who's a, a an offensive coach at Navy. Uh, congratulations on your bowl victory over Virginia. That was that was pretty cool to see uh, a Springfield a Springfield College guy uh, leading his team to victory. So that was that was pretty cool, but. Um, uh, you had Boston College in the ACC. Boston College getting beat by Iowa, and that's anybody who's listening to this show knows that's no slouch. No, it's no problem losing to Iowa. That that's gonna happen, especially when the Walrus is is on is on the case. So we've got that. Okay, then Virginia Tech and Oklahoma State. I watched some of that game. I really didn't think. Uh, even though Virginia, even when Virginia Tech was playing well, I always thought they were in trouble watching Oklahoma State go up and down the field. So I, I, I did think that uh, I didn't think they had a great show. I didn't think they had a great showing. So I'm, I'm sitting there like that. I got Wake Forest. We, I said Wake Forest was able to beat Texas A&M. That was one of the good games in the Belk Bowl. Um, we talked about NC State already. We talked about Louisville. Wisconsin rolling over Miami. And uh, if Walrus was here, he'd be able to tell you what happened to the Miami team there. 
I think it was more of a case of, again, their quarterback not being up to a big game, big spotlight. And, again, another another uh, chink in the armor of Mark Rick, who I continue to put my faith in, but I will no longer be doing that. I'm going back to the Mark Rick. Until he shows me something, I will not – I will not ever ever be safe thinking that all right Miami's going to win this game because somehow Mark Rick finds ways to lose big games. That's just what he does. It's just what he does. And of course, Clemson, Alabama made Clemson look absolutely pathetic last night. Um, you know, there were some things that there were some things that happened in that game that we can get into when we start talking about the game. But um, a lot of things happened in that game that were un-Clemson-like, and you saw a lot of that happen. And that might be because they had a freshman leader. They had they didn't have Deshaun Watson back there to calm the nerves. They kind of – and it looked that's – what it, that's what showed to me during that game. So – so there's the ACC. So I'm not impressed with the ACC as much as you would think. But, again, they're not as terrible. Not as terrible as the Pac-12. But, you know, then, of course, you got to go to the SEC. The SEC, um, you got you to gotta go. you got the SEC is the class of college football. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what Big Ten fans. I don't care when Big Ten fan comes out and says, "Oh, we went seven and one. Big Ten went seven and one in bowl games. The SEC didn't have that kind of record." Yeah, well, the SEC went two and zero in the playoffs. That's all that counts. Okay, and eventually they'll be three and one. Okay, in the playoffs this year. That's all that matters is the SEC, the national championship game is going to be is the national championship trophy is going to be in the southeastern conference. So that's all you need to know about the SEC right now. But the Big 10 being 7 and 1 and I want to get into the one because that to me was vindicative of everything that everybody's been talking about. Oh, Michigan's got Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh will be able to save everything. Well, Jim Harbaugh was not able to save himself from – he wasn't able to save Michigan from himself. They turned the ball They turned the ball over five times in the fourth quarter alone. Who does that? That's, that's a big problem for Michigan. That's a big problem. And, you know, now Michigan is the only – you know, being the only loser from the Big Ten – it just gives Big Ten teams more of a reason to hate Michigan. They ruined the uh, the perfect record there. So, um, again, we've said it all year on this show. We don't know what people see in Michigan, but uh, people keep keep giving Michigan this big stage, giving Michigan every chance to try to wow us. And every time they get on that stage, they throw up a big stinker and it's hard to be – it's hard to keep that in mind. You know, 
it's hard to keep when, when everybody's always out there. Oh, Jim Harbaugh's going to save this program. Jim Harbaugh's bringing in this guy, bringing in that guy. Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. Well, Jim Harbaugh hasn't done anything yet, and he has, and he continues to not do anything, and continues to disappoint. That's all he does, and I don't understand why he keeps getting the benefit of the doubt from everybody. And maybe we can have some Michigan people, uh, you know. Maybe they'll get back on board. I don't think they'll get ever get back on board with this show after what we did to them the first first two weeks. I think we lost the entire state of Michigan and any of the Michigan alum. But um, you know, if we uh, if they want to come back, uh, we'll talk Michigan. We, we we have no problem with that. I just have a problem with the other networks out there that pump Michigan up to something that they have not achieved yet. They always say, Michigan has the ability to do this. Yes, they have the ability, but they have not done it yet. And I want to see them, I want to see them do it before I start giving them the accolades. Because I think that's the most important thing that we need to do. All right. Now let's dive into the other. Let's dive... All right. Um, all right. Before I start national championship, before I start going crazy about the national championships and doing the playoff and everything, let's get this out of the way just so we can say we mentioned it and say that just so we can say that we talked about it because that's really what the most important thing is, is that we say that we talked about it because I don't really want to get into it. I, I saw this on my screen last night. I, I got I got the post. I got the text. I did not I did not open the article yet because I really don't care. I really don't want to read this. I um so for those of you that don't know what's going on in the desert out there in Arizona, so the University of Arizona has fired Rich Rodriguez, who was on the hot seat anyway. He was on the hot seat anyway based on the team's performance. But I thought I thought um I thought they were they that they they had I thought the job had been saved because the quarterback played so well down the stretch. So I thought he would be brought back, but apparently due to sexual harassment charges uh against Rich Rodriguez, they have decided to cut ties with their coach, and I'm guessing that means you know they they believe in the uh, the accuser. Which again, I have not read the story. I don't want to read the story. I don't really care. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that. Um, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try him on the air. I'm not going to say whether he did it or didn't. I'm just saying what the appearance is. It appears as though the um, the higher ups at at the university obviously believe enough of her story to uh, warrant letting him go and not backing Rich Rodriguez in this situation. How is that not a travel? Since when can you dribble the ball over your head? 
right, I'm sorry. I'm watching. I'm watching the Celtics Cavs game in the studio here, and that was the most ridiculous dribble I've ever seen in my life. And apparently, it's legal when you're Dwayne Wade. Apparently, Dwayne Wade can do that. Apparently, Dwayne Wade can bounce the ball over somebody and catch it, and they count that as a dribble. But I've never seen that before ever. So interesting. But let's get back to some college football. So that's the Rich Rod news. Uh, there's other news. Um, there's other news about coach that we've been talking about, and it is we've tried to say that this guy's 105 years old, but he's really oh breaking breaking news breaking news across the board here. Breaking news. We're gonna break the news right here. Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold both declaring for the NFL draft. Interesting, because both team, both players have come out and said, we're not playing for the Cleveland Browns. So, interesting to see uh, how that plays out. Um, I just want to make sure I read that right. It was a it was a ticker across the bottom of ESP of ESPN here. So let's let me just take a look at it. Both Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold will both declare for the NFL draft. So that makes the draft that makes draft talk a little bit more interesting, and we'll see how that plays out because obviously one of those guys is going to end up playing for the Browns. Um, unless the Browns trade back. But, you know, we'll talk about that when we get into um, NFL draft. When we get into NFL draft discussion, either next week or maybe the week after, how is that not traveling? All right, they finally called traveling. So that's good. Good to know they're actually calling traveling in the NBA. So. Anyway, but what I was talking about in coaching news is Bill Snyder, coach at at Kansas State. Look, the field is named after him. The not even the field, the stadium is named after him. He he can basically do what he wants. He can basically say when he when he coaches, and he's a good he's he's a great guy. He's a good coach, but um. At this point, he has said he will come back next year. So we're going to go through the whole year of is this Bill Snyder's last game? Is this, you know, whatever. So we're going to go through that. We're we're basically going to go through that until he decides to hang it up. But that's our coaching news. That's our coaching news for the week. Now let's get into the games here. All right. Let's start with let's start with Georgia and Oklahoma. If you did not watch this Rose Bowl game, you missed quite a show. Uh, first of all, the first the first Rose Bowl ever to go into overtime. That's all you need to know right there. Um, Oklahoma's defense was scoring touchdowns. 
even though neither of these defenses looked like they could stop anybody, Oklahoma's defense did give them the lead late until Sony Michelle ripped off another big run and they made a big play. So, um, but what I want to talk about is in this game, in this game, all the all the reports of this game that I saw, not one person and not one analyst, not one sports center highlight of the what I'm calling I and I said it when I I said this when I saw the play. When I saw it live, I I said to myself this is the best play of the year. And it it is the best play that you will not hear people talk about. And if Georgia ends up winning the national championship, this play will have given them a national championship. And that is and that is Roquan Smith. When Roquan Smith made that tackle on Mark Alexander and stopped him on third and two and absolutely stoned him. It wasn't like it wasn't like he tripped him up. He, he, he absolutely form-tackled, made the hit, wrapped him up, absolutely stopped him in his tracks. He couldn't get anywhere. Um, couldn't get that. Couldn't get that third and two. Made it fourth and one in overtime. Oklahoma d- decides to go for the field goal. They go for the field goal to take the lead, and it gets blocked. And we all know two plays later, Sony Michelle runs it into the end zone. Ball game. Okay. If Roquan Smith does not make that tackle, Oklahoma is probably scoring a touchdown, or they're at least getting close enough to where the guy doesn't have to think about the field goal. And you, you know, the field goal probably is not kicked as low. Doesn't get blocked, and we have a whole different ball game if Roquan Smith does not make that play. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that was that was the play of the year for Georgia. That play, that tackle, that stop on third and two, is what gave them the ability to win that game. And if they go on to win the national championship, that is the play that you will go back to and say. Well, that's why they won. That's why they won the championship. So, anyway, so that that's I mean that's what I want to talk about in that game was the ending. The game was awesome the whole way. I mean, you could pick a whole lot of things. You could pick Jake. You could pick Jake from State Farm, uh, the freshman freshman quarterback for Georgia. Looked a little rattled in the first half. Came out in the second half, and Georgia kind of took care of business. Um, you could talk about Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle just absolutely tearing it up in the backfield, and that that when you throw Swift, when you throw Swift into that 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 three-headed monster, that running back core is absolutely dynamic. And one of the best we've ever seen as far as a, a group. 
Um, I mean, you, you can go back and you can go back to obviously the early 2000s Miami team that that teams that had McGahee and um, I think it was I, I don't I you know they, they had they had like three or four guys that you could plug in and you know they, their backups basically got drafted to the NFL. So you could go back and you could you could match those teams up with that backfield. But I I, I think this backfield is in that discussion of one of the best backfields of all time. And you can almost you can almost go back to the Pony Express, which people like to only think of as SMU got you know the death penalty. But that backfield was pretty amazing when you look at the statistics and look at the guys in it, um, they, they were pretty dynamic. So that's what, that's what you're looking at in this, in this Georgia backfield. Um, so let's go from there. So, so Georgia's moving on. They beat Oklahoma. Um, And let's move on to the Clemson-Alabama game. So Clemson and Alabama end up playing each other. Um, so let's talk about the Clemson. Let's talk Clemson-Alabama here. Um, Clemson just looked. They looked like they were a deer in headlights, and it looked like Kelly Bryant the um, it looks like the game kind of finally caught up to him. He hadn't looked that way all season, but in this one, it absolutely looked like he did not have an ability to find anything. Um, he just had no answer for what Alabama was throwing at it. And let's see here. We've got a caller, so let me bring the caller on. Hold on. Hello, you're you're on the air with the Sit Down College Football Show. What's up, Chris? Happy birthday! Oh, hey, what's going on, Benny? <laughs> what's up? So we want we want to talk about the the, the the Clemson Clemson Alabama Clemson Alabama game. To me, just watching it, I mean, Alabama straight manhandled them. They, I mean, just from across the boards, they didn't score a touchdown. I, I mean, Dabo was on 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 the field. Dabo's on the field. He's screaming at at his quarterback. He's screaming at coaches. I mean, just it, he looked discombobulated. Like Nick had a plan for him, and we all know how Nick is. Like, you know that that's that's a trilogy right there. And you know Nick's not gonna lose too many. And you know Deshaun Watson was probably that X factor from last year. And take nothing away from Kelly, because Kelly's a great quarterback. But it was it was too much for him. It was way too much for him, and Nick had his number, and, you know, the defense actually knew exactly everything they were doing. You could just see it, and that that's my take on it. That's, that's my take on it. People can be mad because you have a SEC championship, but, I mean, that is the best conference in the league. I mean, even though the stats don't, don't, don't lead out when, when, you're, when you're looking at as far as uh, – how, how do I put this? As far as their bowl record, but – I mean, Alabama 
and Georgia were the two better teams. I, I, I'll give it at that. I think Central Florida should have definitely had a shot too, but then I like how the savagery, they're going to they're gonna host the parade. I mean, I don't know what your take on it, but that's mine. Well, I, 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 t- I touched on it er- earlier. I love it. I love that they're throwing the parade. Um, and, Benny, just so you know, my cousin is a freshman at Central Florida. So well, that's, I'm gonna that's, try. That's even better. I'm gonna try and get in touch with her. I'm gonna try and get you know. I'm gonna try and get the national championship shirt. I'm gonna see if she I mean, can get me one. I mean, what I what it is basically all comes down. Oh, not to cut you off, but it, what it basically comes down to is, and these, these these conferences need to stop scheduling cupcakes, and that's what they're doing. They're scheduling cupcakes left and right, you know. And it's like, especially Ohio State. You know, Alabama, they can say Alabama really didn't play too many good teams. I mean, they're scheduling cupcakes. And I think if if you really wanted to take it to a competitive level so that a smaller school like Central Florida could get in, you have to have a selection committee that is committed to picking for the, the conferences instead of having to deal with Power 5. Because the country, the whole ESPN, everybody, they want it. Alabama, Georgia. I mean, they they wanted this like they wanted it when it was Alabama, LSU, and then the BCS, Alabama, LSU, and everybody was upset about that. So it's like it, this this was what they wanted. They wanted this, and that, that's my take on it. And you know, it's it's going to generate money, and you're going to bragging rights. I mean, because they're bringing home national championships left and right. Um, you know, it's 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 something that needs to be discussed because the smaller schools will never never ever ever get that shot like i mean look at a little team like troy troy beats lsu on their homecoming now i'm not going to say troy is going to run the table but they could they could beat teams they've they've done this before so it's like you know that's a good little football school and you know there's there's other football schools out there you know that can actually take take on something you know you know i'm a michigan fan so you know i watched a small a small school, you know, just come in and, you know, completely take out our school and, you know, we scheduled that cupcake. So it it can happen and I think I think that's that that's that's the number one thing. You want you want to see a more competitive edge. You wanna see other teams playing at a conference, especially I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it. I, I, I need to see how they play more at a conference games. I do. I, I need to, I need them to 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 come down to the SEC you know they might they might have scheduled you know a Big Twelve and and, and they want to be in it but you know the, the bottom line is they're not in it because they got blown out twice. The only reason Alabama got to sit at home is because they lost to Auburn. Auburn beat two number one teams. They they basically gave you know they basically put themselves in there as we are the team and Alabama only lost one and everybody knew like even Booger Booger McFarland what, what did he say he's like. Who doesn't want to see Alabama in there? You know it's not going to be Ohio State. You know they're going to be left out because it's like we know what it is. And maybe that could contribute to them losing uh, last year 31 to nothing to Clemson, which was a pathetic bowl game. And we're like, what, that's, that's the playoff? So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, but, you know, the number four, Alabama, reaches it to the national championship game against Georgia, and I'm just going to say this. Georgia's a good team, but, you know, if you watch that Oklahoma-Georgia game, you're talking about, like, 1,300, 1,400 yards of, like, total offense, like 70. I mean, there was no defense. I mean, the defense coordinator should be fired. <laughs> it, it, was, it was atrocious. <laughs> but you bad. Watched, you, I, mean, I mean, it was bad. It was just bad. It was touchdown, 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 touchdown. It was like watching a John Madden football game. 
Like, I mean, give me a break. Like, you, you can't have that. Like, it's like the defense was – I know, you know, Roquan's a beast, but I'm just saying it was, it, was, it was disgusting. It was disgusting watching that. And then you watch the Alabama game, and it's just pure dominance, just pure dominance. They didn't have to score 50 points. Now, if you think Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb are going are gonna to put up that, those type of numbers against that Alabama defense, okay. Well, I don't think it's going to be. I think I think it's going to be a good game, but it's not going to be 45 to like 38. It's not going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be much closer than people think it is, but it's not going to be like that. Your take? Oh yeah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be the role. It's not going to be the Rose Bowl. If you if you had no. to say which game is going to be more like, you you definitely say it's going to be more like the, the Sugar Bowl is more what the national championship game is going to look like. And I mean, I mean, what did you say? The big, the Big Twelve defense is optional. I mean, <laughs> <it's> just... <laughs> that is our going. That is the going thing on this show. Is Big Twelve defense is optional? <laughs> I mean, this this ridiculous. It was just the, the touchdowns were just. I mean, and it, at at times it just looked like that. And then you know, I think I think I think Oklahoma just lost it. I think Lincoln just. He didn't want to make any play. He didn't want to make any play calls. He didn't, cause, you know, he's way too conservative. He did not want to see. He did not want to see. Uh, oh, Baker Mayfield, you know, take over the game. Like you have the Heisman Trophy Award winner, and you're running like toss sweep, like three times in a row. Like it's not gonna work. Like, and then they put a guy in who hasn't really played. Oh, he's, I mean, they ran the play twice. It's like you're not gonna you're yeah. not gonna air it out with the Hollywood. You're not gonna air it out to Hollywood. You know, you're talking about Hollywood Brown. You're not gonna air it out to him. Or anybody else? Like, you, you, have, like, you bring have up a good her. point, Manny. You brought up a good point. I mean, you look at it. I, I talked about the play. I talked about the play with Roquan Smith, and it was Roquan. That's Smith's when he smashed play that dude. He smashed him. him. But I mean, stoned him right, right there. But, but that was the play. They never should have been in that position to begin with. I mean, it was like three runs. Was like, it was three runs. Like, Exactly. Why? Why are you? You're not the taking ball no. Sh- you're not taking no shots. You have arguably the best quarterback in the nation, Mr. Heisman. And I'm sorry, I got my daughter on the air. What do you? What do you need? I got you. I got you. But you, you basically have the best quarterback in the game, and you're not even taking shots over the middle. You're not. You're not. You're trying no shots over the middle. You're not trying to. You're not trying to. You know. Take a shot at the end zone, nothing, and you know, and Baker can prove he's proved he could do it, and it's like that's I just feel like Lincoln got way too conservative, and you know, at that point I was like, well, uh, their Oklahoma's uh, run defense is Swiss cheese. Nick Chubb and, and you know Sonny Michelle been having their way. I mean, how many how many eighty yard runs could you see? It just seems like it just seemed like that, and, and what's crazy is. You saw Oklahoma just jump out on top of them, and it was just like, yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden, they just come. It's like defense is just like, no, we're not going to stop them. So, I think the national championship game it's go, it's going to be pretty interesting. I think it's going to be interesting, and, and I think it's going to be something where you're going to have Georgia and you know one of Nick's disciples going up against Nick, and and you know records prove that Nick beats his former coaches. So we'll see yeah, what happens. We- we will see what if happens. Kirby Smart, if Kirby Smart wins, he'll be the first one to do it ever. So, but but then again, we we might we might have we might have you know, um, a Shanahan mess up like the Super Bowl because he was Nick was kind of uh yelling at his offensive coordinator 
and, and I guess the offense coordinator gave him a nice little scowl, and that's going to be Tennessee's head coach next year. So it should be interesting how play calling is different. I mean, he seems – I don't know. Nick, Nick, Nick seems to rub coaches wrong in my, in my way. Like, because, you know, Lane left. You know, Sarkeesian was like, the hell with this. I'm going to Atlanta. And then you have, you know, this guy who's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to Tennessee. So it's like, I don't know. Um, I will say but, this, Alabama, um, their quarterback – Great guy. I think I think he he he, he kind of I don't know. He has his he has. His, I don't think he's the greatest pa- a greater a greater passer. And, and maybe that guy that they're talking about Tua, it might be. I think he might get some play time in, in the national championship game, which could be different. So we shall see. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're gonna pull Jalen Hurts out of the, out of the national championship game unless unless he's getting absolutely out. Say that again. Are you talking to me or your daughter? No, my daughter. My bad. Hold on, hold on one second. That's awesome. Oh, we're glad to have her on the show. It's all right, but I'm gonna pick it up where I'm gonna pick it up where you were at. That okay? That pick was, it up where I'm at. Nick Saban. Uh, you're you're absolutely right about Nick Saban. He rubs it. He he's such a control freak that he rubs his assistant coaches the wrong way because he's he's on the mic. He's usually on the headset, and if a play comes in, he's the one that's like, no, you're you're not doing that. Oh, he he, <laughs> like, he definitely yells at his, he yelled at his coaches no, like kids. Running the he yelled at them like they're little kids. Like he was yelling at that grown man like he was a little child. He was definitely – I mean, and – <laughs> and you could see the guy give him a scout. But Nick had a point. He said, run the damn ball. I mean, he was saying but run the ball. Saving, you know? When you're Nick Saban, you can do that. <laughs> when you're Nick Saban, you can do But there's, a, there's a, way to go, there's a way to go about it. But it's the same as Dabble because Dabble was talking a lot of a lot of crap too and before that game. And, you know, Dabble was upset. And he was – I mean, I saw at one point where he, he crucified his, his, his quarterback, you know, who is a young quarterback. This is, this is a new situation. Deshaun Watson on the sideline. Watson, he crucified him for not almost like not being him. Like you're not Deshaun. Like I need you to be better. That's basically how I saw it. And you could see Kelly just kind of put his head down, totally crushing his confidence. And after that, what happened? Pick six. You know, and, yeah. and, and it's 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 uh, that could have been a changer. Like I don't think Kelly was ready for that. I think I think that would kind of kind of went a little bit overboard on his quarterback. You know, I mean. He's never seen a defense like that. You know, Deshaun was pretty much doing everything for them, and, like, that was probably the best quarterback that Nick Saban's ever seen because let's, let's be real. Like, uh, Clemson wins two national championships. Is it, is it for, if, if it's not for two broken coverages, O.J. Howard, bam, and they were, like, long <laughs> touchdowns. They were, like, 76 and 80 yards, like, completely crushed them. But, you know – you know that's that's what happens. I think they win that first championship that they they got they went up against. If if that has doesn't happen, it was definitely a broken coverage. Someone someone did. Yeah, OJ Howard took over the game. He took over the game. And for like, it, I, it was just it two was catches. Like two, he had like two catches five. for like a hundred yards. <laughs> yeah, he had like two catches for a hundred yards. Like, the third, <laughs> like straight up, just all of a sudden. I remember that. Yep, just taking over. So I mean, I mean that's. You know that's that's it. But you know Dabble's a good coach. You know he's a good coach. I mean, I mean, what's how how long does Nick have? I mean, Nick's probably gonna be coaching for another. You know, 
I, I would say maybe three or four more years. I don't think I, I can't see him coaching that much longer. He's like sixty-eight years old. I mean, he might. You never know, but it could be he, an end he, of a reign for them. Have, but I think Kirby's. He might have Kirby's some Bill Snyder in, him. in Georgia, though. Yeah. But Kirby's got he something might have ruined, some Snyder in him and just stay on until whenever. <laughs> I mean, Bill Snyder's <laughs> yeah, seventy-eight years old. He just said, yeah. "I'm coming back." You know. You know, he might. So, he might. The trip's right, 99 to love, the fade. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> exactly. I remember. <laughs> Blown coverages. You were at the Notre Dame game. I remember that. I remember that. Oh. The old school, high school football, Connecticut, the nutmeg state. <laughs> got to love it. That's, See, now, I, I, by I, the way, I just got to let you know. I got to let you know, like, I, I, I love the travel call because I, I saw the Dwayne, Dwayne Wade with, with the ball over his head. I was kind of wondering what was going on with that, too. I was like, that must be like that, like, I have – a couple championships, uh, no call. He had that Michael Jordan treatment on that play because I was like, what is – I mean, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, got, was, I, I that's the problem with that's the problem with my show is I got I got my Celtics on the TV and I want to, like, scream and yell like I usually do. And I'm, and I'm like, wait, I'm on the radio. I can't be doing that. No, it, but, but 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 it was so blatant you had to see it because like he literally dribbled, lost control, ball went over his head. I mean that stuff you see in rec league. Like what is going on? <laughs> the no call. Like, and then there was another one where the guy backed the guy down. And he shuffled his feet. Like I was like, you know, what's going on? Like you have to that see that. It's almost as bad as the the Adonis play, like going around the edge on Russell Westbrook and them, and like he stepped out of bounds. Like I you clearly have to see that, but. Yeah, well, let's let's not talk about officiating. I don't want to get fined. That's not the NBA. Don't, yeah, I don't want to get fined for officiating. You step out of bounds, you do whatever you want. If you're Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, you can do whatever you want. Pretty cool, yeah. LeBron, LeBron's a big boy, though. You know, that's the problem. He's got that. It's like it's like almost a Shaq thing. Like he's so big going to the hole that when he goes to the hole, like you know, a lot of people don't see the contact he takes. So I think that's where he gets the the flopping business. But I mean, arguably that boy is still a bad man. He's still a bad man when it comes to it. I hate that everybody has to like, you know, compare him to MJ. I think he's his own player in his own right. You know, he's still a great player, but you know, he's it's hard it's hard when when you're when you're you know, you grew up in, you know, watching Michael in the eighties like we did and we saw like some spectacular superhero superhuman like characteristics <laughs> putting a team on your back and I think what he wants that they want to see see that same thing but you know you're not I mean it's 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 gonna be a long time before we see somebody that's actually like Mike that has that that kill and really the last person we did see was Kobe because he was probably the closest we'll ever we will probably will ever see to a Jordan but that's just my opinion um all right. Hey man, I gotta tell. I, hey. I, I, I'm listening to the show. I called in, say happy birthday. Definitely much love to your show. It's a great show. Oh, and um, I, I will continue to listen. I will continue to listen, and I, I will definitely be a part of the fifth down. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime you want to come on the show, you're more than welcome. But, you already hey, know. I, I got. I, I got to tell you one thing before you go. What? What? Take this. You brought. I'm, I'm blaming you. You brought this cold weather up to Connecticut. Take it back. I didn't with bring you. nothing up. I didn't. 
I'm t- I might take it back to Georgia with me. I don't know. I might take it back to Georgia with me. It's cold weather. Like, I come up here, and it's, it's a blizzard coming up here. And I look up on the screen, and I'm like, oh, my daughter's going to actually see what the snow is. Because she saw, like, five, six inches. I'm like, no, baby. No, baby. Um, uh, no, about, like, no. 12 is coming your way. Like, you're about to see some real snow. Like, because the other day we was walking outside, and she was like, I want to go back inside. And I was like, why? She's like, it's cold. It was two degrees. She's like, it's cold, Daddy. I gotta go back inside. Like, I just, this is not Georgia. So, <laughs> we did thirty-two. Yeah. Thirty-two is cold for us. Thirty-two, thirty-five. We're we're cold with that. Like that. It was ten degrees the other day, and then like six. I was like, is that is that real? Like, I I, I don't I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember much of that. But you know, it's definitely it's an adjustment. Minus, it's gonna be minus two on Saturday. It's gonna be minus two schools degrees. Schools are closed. Schools are closed. Schools are closing. But you know what? I'm happy though because it's not. It's not gonna be like Snowmageddon. You know, it's not gonna be like Snowmageddon in Atlanta, like where we have like two plows for the whole state. <laughs> These trucks out exactly. here doing brine. Like I almost want to. I almost want to like videotape it so I can bring it down. This is how you prepare for snow, just in case it happens. Like you put brine down. What you do? You don't use bobcats to plow snow. You just don't do that. You know, we're not trying to be a zamboni here out here. We're not trying to make it slicker. Because that's what they were doing. They were using bobcats. I thought it was. I thought it was hilarious. And then it's like you know, oh, yeah. try to tell them you know you can't use your brakes. You can't use your brakes. Everybody's using your brakes. They're hitting their brakes. I mean, there was a lot of cars on the road last time it snowed about three weeks ago in Georgia, and it was just like stop hitting your brakes. Four wheel low, and you will get where you need to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, man. But I will. Uh, I will I- let you let you continue on the show, there. and I will be listening. And um, you take care. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, absolutely, Bye, man. Happy birthday, Chris. Oh, thanks, honey. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Uh, All right, so that was cool. That, that was my boy Ben. Uh, I was wait. I've been waiting for to get his read on. Uh, on the college football season, and you know it's always fun talking to Ben, especially because Ben Ben's a Ben's a Yankee. He's from up here in Connecticut, but he's been transported down south, and it was interesting to get his take because he's got to go back to Georgia. And Ben, I'm saying this now, you got to go back to Georgia, and this stuff lives on the on the on the airwaves here. So we do have some. So people in Georgia are going to be able to hear all the love you gave to Alabama. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ben was absolutely right with a couple points on the game. Um, you know, Kelly Bryant just looked like he was overmatched, overwhelmed, and, and Dabo didn't really do much to get him back under control. They kind of just, they kind of just threw the duck, threw him to the wolves pretty much. And I want to talk about a couple plays in that Alabama-Clemson game. One, Dabo did such a bad job. All right, when you go to last year's national championship game, Hunter Renfro, I think, is going to be a steal for somebody, and it's probably going to be the New England Patriots because that's what they do. They take guys like Hunter Renfro, draft them in the second, third, fourth round, wherever they can find them, they take those guys, they draft them, Bill Belichick drafts them, bring, puts them with Tom Brady, and all of a sudden they're superstars. Julian Edelman, all right? That, that's all you need to know. 
All right, that's what Hunter Renfro is. He caught the game-winning touchdown a year ago. He did not have a catch in the ball game until about, I want to say, like 13 minutes into, 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. He caught his first pass, and it was like a three-yard. He didn't have an actual real impact catch until probably about six minutes left in the game. That's that's not okay. That's that that to me was the biggest thing I noticed about Clemson was they were not getting the ball to their best receiver and they were trying to get it to their best athlete, Deion Kane. Deion Kane was their best athletic receiver. But Hunter Renfro is the guy who makes he's that glue guy. He's that guy who makes, you know, third and six, he'll get you seven. That's what they needed. They needed somebody who could do that who can make a catch, make some guy miss, or get away from the coverage. And it seemed like they never went to him until it was too late. Um, that was the Clemson side of it. Now let's talk Alabama, okay? It's funny how, it's funny how much a year can change exactly what, what's going on, all right? A year ago at this time, Every Alabama fan was screaming. I, I, I don't know an Alabama fan who was not upset about um, about pick plays. I don't know one of them. I don't know one Alabama fan who was not screaming upset and yelling at uh, yelling at anyone who would listen would listen. Pick plays are not allowed. Our guy got picked, and that's why Hunter Renfro was wide open. And they're not wrong, okay? They're not wrong. It was a pick play. It was a penalty. Now we fast forward from last year to this year. All right, so if you did not see the Sugar Bowl, you don't know what play I'm talking about. You had two defensive linemen from Alabama line up one as a tight end, and one as a fullback, all right? So you're thinking, all right, Alabama's going to try to power the ball, run it in. Now, not, not exactly. But what they did do, they ran a play-action fake, and the, tight, the, the defensive tackle that was playing tight end absolutely murdered the guy he was blocking. And he blocked him so good, he blocked him into the guy who was covering the fullback, Knocked him over, too, so he basically pancaked two guys with one block, allowing the defensive tackle to be wide open and catch a touchdown, okay? And the, the I, I think it was Todd Blackledge who was doing the game. He's sitting there, and he goes, it, how is that not a pick play? He, the guy just absolutely tackled three guys in one play. And, um, you know, so and now and now you're seeing all the Alabama fans. Oh, this was a great play. You know, it was a Sports Center top ten. Oh, this should have been the best play of the weekend. What? A penalty? That that's what you were saying last year. You were saying last year that that was a penalty. Every Alabama fan screaming that's a penalty. But this year, when your guys do it, oh, it's a great play. That was a great job. So I don't want to hear any more about pick plays. They're part of the game. You got to figure out how to get over that pick. It, it, it's just it's what happens in college football now. That that play is no longer a pen, it's not a penalty. It's just a game. 
Um, all right. So we talked about it. Alabama and Georgia in the national championship game. Let's let's break this game down. All right. And uh, again, I want to thank Ben for calling in. Ben did a great job breaking this game down for us. It is going to come down to defense. It, this game is not going to be. I said, I said it. It's not going to be the Rose Bowl. It's not going to be, you know, 48-45, you know, going into triple overtimes. If this game goes into overtime, they might get to 20, 28 points. <laughs> that, that's how this game is going to be played. Kirby Smart is not going to come out and try to – is not going to be coming out looking for those home run plays the way he was against Oklahoma's defense. You know, Oklahoma's defense was susceptible to the big play. Alabama's defense is not. If you go for the big play against Alabama, more than likely that play, that big play is going the other way and is going to be a big play for Alabama. And when Alabama makes turnovers, they make them count. They get, they get touchdowns. Their defense puts it in the end zone, let alone, the uh, you know, getting the ball on the uh, – on the other team's side of the field and the offense cashing in. No, Alabama's defense scores points, all right? When you try to take advantage, when you try, they try to set you up. They set you up, oh, you can make that big play. You can make a big play. Then you go for the big play, and Minka Fitzpatrick is running the other way with it. Or somebody, or one of those other defensive players, you know. They had a defensive tackle make an interception. That's what Alabama does to you. And then make you think you can do something that you're not that you're that you can't do. But I don't see Kirby Smart falling into that trap. I think Kirby Smart will be good enough to run the ball with Sony Michelle, with Nick Chubb, and with with the freshman kid Swift. I think they'll be able that that's what they're going to have to do, and they're going to have to have Jake Fromm ready to pass when needed. And he's going to have to hit. He's going to have to hit some of those plays over the middle. He's going to have to stretch that defense out. It's like we were saying, you know, it's like we were saying with Dabo, they were never trying, you know, or we were saying about it with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield never tried to go over the middle against Georgia. Georgia is going to have to take that same thing. Georgia is going to have to take that. They're going to have to throw the ball over the middle of the field at some point in this game because they're going to have to back those players up. They have to back Alabama up. Alabama's going to lock the box up, load up. They're going to have one high safety. Everybody else is going to be, you know, within two or three line, two or three yards of the line of scrimmage, and that's how they're going to play. They're going to shut down. They're going to try to shut down that running game, and they're going to rally to the football. So you're going to have to have Jake Fromm break, hit one over the top. Or you know, hit a guy, hit a crosser over the middle, and make a pretty decent play for uh, for Nick Saban and for um, for the uh, the coach at Tennessee. I, I, I'm blanking on his name right now, but whatever. He's the coach at Tennessee, so he's the next guy to get fired by the Volunteers. That's that's how we'll remember him. Um, he, they're gonna have to. They, he's, they're gonna. George is gonna have to make them back those linebackers up, 
back the safeties into too high. Then you can run the football. Then you can start running your screen screen game and doing a lot of those different things. So that's what I think Georgia has to. Alabama. Let's look at the Alabama side of it. All right. Again, we talked about Alabama's defense. Alabama's defense is going to have to come in. They're they're going to have to, like I said, lock the box, force Jake Fromm to beat you. That's what you want to do. Force Jake Fromm to have to throw and use your defensive line, use your defensive pressure to make Jake Fromm move the pocket. You have to make him move the pocket. If he's sitting back in the pocket, he can make plays. But if he's asked to, if he has to be on the move, that's when Jake Fromm gets in trouble. So we got that offensively. Alabama. I, I I would love an Alabama fan to call into the show and so I can ask him this question. Where's Bo Scarborough? Scarborough was supposed to be, you know, oh, he's going to take over this year. He's going to be a Heisman candidate. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. He has not been anything. that he, He's basically, what he's had this year, he's basically had the Trent, he basically had Trent Richardson syndrome, except Trent Richardson didn't have it until he got to the NFL. Both Scarborough is having that right now. He basically just disappears. Like, you barely know he's on the field. To me, if I want to put this in a context, he's kind of like Lendale White, okay? They were both bigger backs, okay? They're both bigger backs, but they're big, but they don't run big. They don't run smack into the line of scrimmage and just and move the pile. Like, I'm thinking like, you know, like an Ironhead Hayward back in the day. You know, like, just hit the pile, and the pile just moves. They kind of hit the pile, and they just break. Or a guy tackles them, you know, like a shoestring tackle. Like, that should never take down both Scarborough. Scarborough should just be running over people eat, and, and basically, like, eating people on the way. Like, that that's what I see both Scarborough as, and it, it, he, he really hasn't had that. I would say the only time I've seen it is – the Mississippi State game. But other than that, Damian Harris has been their their main guy. He's been the, let's give him the ball, we're going to hit a home run. So um, that's what I think. Alabama, I think, has to figure that dynamic out. They have to figure out how many carries are we going to give Scarborough? How many carries are we going to give Harris? Where are we going to give the ball to Harris? Are we going to run draw plays with Harris? Are we going to, you know, are we going to run draw plays from the middle of the field? Are we going to, you know, run off tackle with uh, with Scarborough, or are we just going to run lead and slam them in there? That's going to be key. The, the other big key, I think, for Alabama, and this is why I give the edge to Alabama, Alabama has a playmaker at wide receiver that can dominate the football game. Okay. And he didn't really get involved on he, – he really didn't even have to get into the game. He didn't have to get involved. Um, you know, we've talked about Alabama's receivers before. We, we've talked about I, – I believe one of the first topics on this show was 
Calvin Ridley <laughs> and how he it seems like he's been at Alabama for about 10 years now. I, like every big game I can think of Calvin Ridley making a big play. Um, you know, and it seems like I can go back years and I can say I can say I remember Calvin Ridley making this play, making that play. Calvin Ridley will show up um, he's one of those guys that you can you can throw the ball deep to him. He can out jump guys for the ball. He out jumps guys, and he's not a jump. He's not, you know, he's not an AJ Green. He's not a Julio Jones. He's not one of those guys that's you know, you look at him and you're gonna say, all right, we're just gonna throw the ball up and he's gonna go get it. You look at Calvin Ridley and you're like, all right, this guy's gonna, you know, move in move in and out. Then you watch him play, and he's out jumping defensive backs for the ball. He's just a guy who you can count on to make a play. And that, to me, gives Alabama the edge. I think, I think if, you, if you were to look at um, – if you were to just break these teams down defensively, I think they're both pretty evenly matched defensively. Uh, Alabama probably has the better defensive backs, I would say, Georgia has the better linebackers, and Alabama by a hair defensive line. If I was breaking it down, but it's it's close. All right, offensive lines I think are are are, are comparable. I wouldn't give anybody an edge there. I would say they're both pretty much the same. Um, you know, you go to the backfield, you got. Scarborough and Harris. You got Chubb, Michelle, and Swift. Again, it's this one's Georgia, but it's close. It's not a blowout. Quarterback, Jalen Hurts has the experience, played in big games. He knows what to do in big games. He, uh, you saw him that last drive of the national championship game last year where he just absolutely took over the game and used his legs. Jake Fromm is not that guy. He cannot take over the game with his legs, but he's probably a better thrower of the football. So I would put that as a wash. The only spot I would give where I think there's a disparity is Alabama's receiving core. I think Alabama has the better receiving core, and it's because of guys like – it's because of Calvin Ridley. So I'm going to – so that's why I'm going to give Alabama a I'm, – I'm going to pick roll tie. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna roll tide with the game. Um, I'll give you my score in a minute, but I I think that that wide receiver position gives them the edge. All right, I said I would do this, so I'm gonna do it. And here's the funny thing. So here's the funny thing. So I'm in a bunch of groups on Facebook. Okay, I'm in I'm in I'm in a college football group. I'm in a hockey group. I'm in a. Um, I'm in an all sports group. I'm in. I'm in a couple all sports groups, and you know. And then you have my page. Then you have my personal page, and I put the same post out on every, uh, every to every group. I sent out. All this stuff, and I'm in another group that is not sports related, has nothing to do with sports. Everybody's probably, you know, I, 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 I've gotten more in that group of I don't really watch football, I don't really watch sports. And here's the funny thing: 
I didn't get one response in all of my um, in all my sports groups. I did not get one response to my post. And then in in the non sports group, I get let's see, I get three responses to the pick a national championship. I say pick a national champion. I don't, I don't even care. I said you don't have to have knowledge of the game. Just pick whether you want whether you want go dogs or roll tide. Let's see here. It's a clean sweep. All right. We got we got Michelle saying Alabama. Not because I'm a fan, but because they're playing better. So obviously, Michelle, you're on point. I got a Kentucky fan. I got a Kentucky fan. My girl Killer. Roll Tide. She's rolling Tide, even though she's a Kentucky fan. And we all, I was able to break. I was I was able to break her stones about Kentucky. I said, "Yeah, it's basketball season, so it's good." You know, that that's where we know. That's what we know of Kentucky, and that's basically basically how we roll with that. And then I got my girl Red. You've all heard her on this show before. Speaking of, uh, you've heard her on this show. She's done. Um, she gave us our bowl name. Pit. She picked the bowl name for us, so we we've done that. Um, so my girl Red, she also said Roll Tide. So so far it's a three nothing sweep. Um, I talked to I, I talked to Ben. I know Ben said it's a good gonna be a good game. I I didn't hear his score. I'll have to get it when I phone when I don't know if he gave us a score. I'll have to do it and when I re-listen to the show. Um, but I know I, I I'm pretty sure he picked it. He went Roll Tide as well. So we're looking at. That's four roll tides. You put me in there, I'm a fifth roll tide. So we we got a clean sweep so far of Alabama winning the national championship. You know what that means. That probably means Georgia is going to pull something out. And uh, so this might be good for you, dog fans. Dog fans, don't get discouraged that nobody's picking. You know, it, 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 it could be. I'm going to be rooting hard for Georgia. I want Georgia to win. I'm going to be rooting, rooting for Georgia. Okay? And pretty much because I want Kirby Smart to beat Nick Saban. And pretty much so we can hear Nick Saban scowl at at the media after. And he's already, he's already, wow. He's already laying the seed, laying the seed work. Oh, this schedule is tough. Why do we have to? Why did we have to play such a late game in New Orleans? We didn't get back until Monday, and blah 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 blah. We didn't get back. Uh, we didn't get back till Tuesday because, you know, we had all this, and and they're in Georgia. They don't have have the travel, and but give me a break. Leave it alone. Just say, hey, I don't like. I don't like that we had to play that such play such a late game. Well, you know, it happens. You can't play all the games at the same time. You can't play them all during the day. You got to play some of them at night, and that's how it works. So, um, speaking of red, so my girl Red picked Roll Tide. You can catch Red and Puddin tomorrow night at midnight. I've heard they've got some uh, interesting things planned. They have joined us here at 
at KJC Radio. So they're going to kick their show off tomorrow. That's Talk Therapy tomorrow at midnight. Everybody tune in. And um, uh, I, I don't know what else I can tell you about this show. I don't know what I can tell you about that show that I haven't said before. I've I've always told you, just give it a listen. Find the download. Download it to your phone. Listen to it later on. You will have a great time listening to this program, and you'll just thank me later. You'll say, why have I never listened to this before? The girls talk about everything and anything, and they will help anybody out. It is a great program. Uh, I highly, I highly suggest it. Now, here we go. Let's dive in. I've already told you I got Alabama winning. Um, I want to look this up. I want to look up what the opening spread is at because I want to be able to give you guys precise information. But without looking at the spread, I'm going to say Alabama, and I'm going to take Alabama. I'm going to say 23 I'm going to say I'm going to say 2320. That's what I'm going to say. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be one of these barn burner. I don't think it's going to be one of those I don't think it's going to be the Rose Bowl. And oh my god, the Celtics are destroying the Cavaliers right now. This is uh this is great. I love it. Me as a Celtics fan, I love it. And Blackhawks and Rangers are tied two to two. So we got that going on. I'm looking for I need to get to the NCAA page. That might help me find out spread on the game. Alright. This is interesting. The the Alabama is favored at three and a half. So I've got Alabama winning by three. I told you it was by three. I might, I might, I might change that. Looking at the the way the odds are set up right now, I, I gave you the twenty three twenty. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna change it up. I'm gonna go twenty four twenty to give me the the spread. I think Alabama is. I, I think it's gonna be close. I, I don't think this game is going to be, um, you know, a seven ten. I, I don't think it's gonna be in that range. I do think it's going to be a close game. I, I I'm comfortable 24 at 24-20. I, I think we I think we can play. I think we can play off that. So that's what I think about national championship game. Right? I think this is going to be one of. I I think this is going to be a, a a slugfest game. This is not going to be the game from last year. If anybody is absolutely um, – if anybody is thinking this is going to be a stellar, this is going to be Clemson, Alabama, this is going to be like last year's where it's, where, where it's just back and forth action, I don't think that's the case this year. I'm, I think this is going to be a football lover's game. You have to love the game of football to really appreciate Georgia and, and Alabama this year because it's going to be a slugfest early on. These teams are going to feel each other out. They're going to be slamming, slamming, slamming into each other 
and it's going to be hard-hitting, and it's going to be one of those. Remember the Steelers-Bengals game on ESPN? When they were just hitting each other, hitting, 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 and everybody at ESPN was, oh, this is the worst thing you've ever seen for football. Well, there's a lot of injuries and all that garbage. That's what you're going to get in this game. And and Ben had the right right. Uh, he brought this up, so I want to give ben, I want to give my boy Ben all his credit. This is going to be LSU Alabama all over again. If anybody remembers that game, everybody came out of that game. All the non-football people were crying. Oh, what did I watch? It was so boring. It was there was no scoring. It was only boring if you're not into the intricacies of football, how, how they're stopping the plays, watching guys get lit up, watching defense actually play, watching defense make tackles instead of, you know, when, when guys get hit in this game, in, in this game they're going to go down or there's going to be a rallying to the football. That's how it's going to work. Okay. So I see this as being a pounded out, and then you're going to get down the stretch. It's going to be a close. It's going to be close down the stretch, but it's not going to be that slinging the ball around and going on drives. It's going to be can we can we make drive? You know, can they make that can they make that one big play when they need it? And and that's where it's going to come. Um, so I don't see it like I see it being just as um, I see it being like last year where it's close at the end and, and you're into it at the end, but it's not going to be the up and down game that we had last year. It's going to be my kind of game where the guys are feeling each other out. These coaches know each other so well that it's going to take some time for them to, um, you know, figure out, all right, where can we exploit this? Where can we exploit that? And you're probably going to see the offenses open up in the third quarter, you know, after halftime. After halftime, they make the adjustments. That's where the key is going to come in. That's where that's where this game is going to be won or lost is in that third quarter. Um, so that's what I feel about the game. I I can't wait. I'm excited for it. I can't wait to to get into it. Um, there is an uh, do I really want to talk about that? There is another big game. So, again, again, I got Alabama 24-20 over Georgia. We'll see what happens in the national championship. There is another national championship game that I've got a few minutes. I've got a few minutes here I want to touch on. The FCS championship game is Saturday. I believe it's Saturday. Let me check. I just want to make sure I have the right date for you guys. I don't want to be giving you wrong information. It is Saturday. It's North Dakota State against James Madison. Um, I tell you what, man. I can't wait for this game. That If you want to watch scoring, you want to watch teams going up and down the field, you want to watch teams that hate each other, put, the, put that game on. All right? James Madison and North North Dakota State does not like James Madison. They broke their streak last year. 
James Madison does not like North Dakota State because North Dakota State is what every FCS team is jealous of, okay? That, so that's how much these teams hate each other. To me, here's, here's the deal. When you're watching FSU, you know my theory on, F, on FCS teams. I start with this theory. I start with the theory of if the team is named after somebody, I usually like that team. My usual exception is unless they're playing North Dakota State. But in this case, James Madison has the best player on the field, and that's the running back. The running back from Georgia Tech, his name um, – I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can figure it out right now. If I can remember it. Again, this is two years. You know, we're a few weeks removed from the James Madison from the last time I watched James Madison. But their running back uh, is a guy who um, a guy he was at Georgia and now transferred over to James Madison. And he looks like he's that much bigger than all the guys in the FCS. So that's why I'm going to go in in a game that you think is evenly matched. I'm going to go with the best player on the field. And the best player is a guy who has impact. So I'm going to take James Madison. And this one actually does have a point line. So, And this one is four. This one's four even, but it's North Dakota State. So I'm going to take James Madison, and I'm going to take James, I'm going to take James Madison. I think they win. Uh, I'm going to say that they win. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go by four the other way. I think it's gonna, I I think it's going to be a game. Close to it, I'm going to say 27, 27-23. 27-23, James Madison gets the win. All right, um, that's where we go there. All right, Ben kind of let this out of the bag, so I'm going to uh, – I just want to tell everybody. So tomorrow, actually, in only a few hours since it's almost 10 o'clock, Two hours from now, we will be what I have called it, it. It is a happy birthday, but it's not. It's not. It's not a happy birthday. It's a celebration of my birth. It's a celebration. It'll be the 35th annual celebration of my birth. So January 4th, always a big day. We love having um, you know. On my birthday, I can I remember, I remember, um, on my birthday was when um, uh, Walt, if Walrus was here, I would bring this up and I would laugh at him because my birthday, I remember celebrating my birthday watching Ohio State beat Miami in in that in that um. You know the the in the pass interference game, so that happened on my birthday. So you you can only imagine what kind of shenanigans go down 
on January 4th. So that's how we're going to do that. Um, so I just wanted to get that out there. We're, we're celebrating. Um, I just, uh, so we got the end of the show here. So anybody who's listening to this show right now, and uh, there's probably like three of you left, but um, like I said at the beginning of the show, um, we're going to have um, – I'm going to have the Facebook page up and running probably sometime tomorrow, you know, depending on what I do after this show, whether I get to it or not. How much how much work I get in? Um, look, if you're out there and you're listening, and there's um, you know you want you and I know everybody out there on Facebook is always uh, you know get, sends the Facebook happy birthday. If you want to send me happy birthday, instead of sending instead of posting on my on my Facebook wall because I really don't care about that. Go to the Fifth Down College Football Show. Go to the page on Facebook. It'll be up tomorrow. You'll see my. You'll see the little thing from Facebook that says, "Hey, uh, tell tell Christy it's happy birthday or whatever," and be like, "No, I'll just go to Fifth Down College Football Show. Like the page, like our page. You'll be able to find everything there. That's where we'll start posting all our stuff." We'll have some some other things going on. We'll have some other opportunities there. So definitely get into that. And that'll be that. Once we get that up and running, everything will be good. And um, you know, you'll have one quick, easy way to find everything. So there's that. All right. I already said. Um, Tomorrow night at midnight, right here on the KJC radio station, talk therapy at midnight. Always a good time with the girls, and who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Could be could be a crazy episode. You never know what these girls are going to do. And, of course, Tuesday night right here on KJC, if you're a hockey fan listening to this, you got to listen to the voice of hockey, my girl Kim. You got... Stay out of my crease with Kim and Jimmy. Kim, the voice of hockey. Jimmy, the brains of hockey. Nobody, nobody knows more hockey than my boy Jimmy. And um, so, that's you want to you want to learn anything you need to know about NHL, college. Um, you you want you want to get your pond game broadcast. Trust me, Kim will find it. She'll watch it. And they'll talk about it on the show. And she'll, if she sees your pond game and sees uh, sees somebody play goalie, she might try to sign them up for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It, this might happen. So, you know, if, if you if you know anybody who plays goalie, just take any video, any video of them, send them to Kim, and she'll start pushing for a replacement for Matt Murray. And we'll go from there, okay? So – that's our network right now. That that's what we got going on. We got Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and we're flying off the hook, um, ready to go. So, just for uh, just for little recap purposes, um, I've got Alabama 
beating Georgia 24-20. We'll see if that takes place. We'll see what happens with the um, national championship game. That's going to be on Monday night. It's going to be awesome. Next week we'll have a full breakdown of the national championship game. Hopefully we'll have some more reactions to it. Um, you know, we'll we'll do we'll ha- of course if you want to react to it, call up. You can call up if you want to yell at something. If you want to yell and scream about your team. If you think somebody did something stupid. If you think you know there was a bad call, bad bad play call, bad officials call, bad uh, uh, you know bad play by by a bad play by on the field. You want to call up and talk about it? We're gonna go all national championship next week. Next week is all national championship season recap. What went down? You know, maybe maybe we'll have a coach in Arizona by then, or maybe we'll get to uh, hire and fire somebody there, but um, you know, we'll, go, we'll go that route. So, that's next week, and then the following week is when we'll start NFL draft. We're going to start with the number one pick, the Cleveland Browns. We should have a lot of people declared by then. We should have know who's participating in the Senior Bowl, so we'll be able to talk about that. We'll, we're going to try. If anybody out there knows a Cleveland Browns fan, I, I, I know one of them. I know one. And so I might try to get uh, – I might try to talk to him, try to talk him into coming on the show and giving us just a breakdown of the Cleveland Browns. That's what we're going to try to do. We're going to try to get a fan from each team to come in and break down what their NFL team needs and then we'll tell them, hey, here's the guy we like. Here's a guy we like that can fill that role. And we'll, we're going to try to do it that way rather than try to – rather than, you know, keep pushing it, rather than just us sitting here telling telling you, well, this is what the Cleveland Browns need. I don't watch the Cleveland Browns every every week. I don't really care. So eventually what what will happen is we'll get to know the team needs then we'll be able to fit the players in, okay? And we'll also give you lists of guys to who you should look at, and we'll talk about position-wise and all that stuff. We'll get into that as soon as we get the national championship game over with. Um, that's going to be the basis of next week's show. So we'll see how it goes. Everybody enjoy the show on month. Enjoy the national championship games, FCS on Saturday. Um, the College football championship on Sunday on on Monday, and that should should be an amazing event from Atlanta. Sorry, I thought I was. <laughs> nope, it came after. All right, excuse me. So, how it's gonna work? We're gonna watch the championship games. We're gonna break them down. We'll give you step by step our analysis. What we what we liked, what we didn't like. What should have happened? That that's how we're gonna do it. Everybody enjoy the games. Uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Should be a blast, and we'll join you again right here next week on the Fifth Down College Football Show. Have a good week, everybody. I am a real American.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.